Awakening the faithful, reaching the lost, and making church matter. Welcome to the Rebuilt Podcast. If you love your parish, listen to this podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rebuilt Podcast. I'm Kelly Lippenholtz, your host, and as always, I'm joined by Tom Corcoran. How you doing, Tom? Good, Kelly. Good. We're looking at uh, back to school time here. It's a bad word in my house until about <laughs> September 1st. So until September. Okay. We're only allowed to say it when September starts. Now that schools start after Labor Day. But man, if you're in the South, you started school like August my, 3rd or 4th. My niece is, uh, yeah, August 6th, my niece oh, has started. That is not right. <laughs> I, I don't understand it either. It's crazy. I don't either. Now, your wife homeschools your chil- some of your children. Uh, my three... Three oldest are not. Okay. So two are in high school, one's in middle school. Okay. And then the next two are homeschooled. Next, and the youngest two are still kind of young. Yeah. So okay. they're not really homeschooled yet. They're four and five. So. So when do when do they start school if they're homeschooled? Well, I think like she's right around five, but I think she's waiting for my my Caleb, my my number six child, <laughs> so that she can do them both together because they're kind of like twins anyway. So. Right. Right. Um, but when do they start? Like, do they school? And all? Yeah, do they Labor start? Day, after yeah, Labor yeah, Day, yeah, yeah. After Labor Day, yeah. okay. That's when we do it. Just, yeah, yeah. That's the rhythm, kind of had. So that's the rhythm. And speaking of rhythm, we love to do <laughs> message series here at Nativity. It gives us a nice rhythm for the year. And in our last podcast, we were talking about um, why the message matters so much. So Tom, review for us. Why does the message matter so much? Well, again, we talked about words are powerful. And we talked all words have been spoken over us and, and, and made an impact on us, uh, that the pulpit is the rudder of the church ship, and that it has a power to produce life change. Again, obviously on a massive scale, because we are using words to talk to a whole bunch of people and get everybody on the same page mm-hmm. and moving together in the same direction. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. And then we talked about six best practices. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to do that or me? Sure, I can do it. Uh, best practices for preaching a message. One church, one message, which means that everybody in the congregation is hearing the same message throughout the weekend. It's the only way to get everybody moving in a certain direction. Um, number two, put your talented people forward. Or if you're the person who gives the message, start working on that talent. There's yeah. lots of things you can do to improve you're speaking. Tom was terrible when he first started. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He he was given some inadvertent <laughs> compliments. Anyway, no, it's speaking, yeah. No, I was, I was. <laughs> I was terrible, too. Um, and number three, preaching a message series. It's easier. It's, it's simpler. It gives you um, lots of material to work from. The fourth best practice for preaching a message is to gather a team so you can brainstorm and work together on ideas for the message. The fifth best practice is to always, always know what you want your audience to know, what you want them to do, and how you want them to feel after the message, after they leave that day. What do you want them to know, do, and feel? And then finally, find your burden. Find something in that message that you must communicate that you just need everybody to know before they leave that day, something you really care about so that um, it just makes your message more authentic. There you go. Find the burden. So we're talking about when we, we speak, we have a, a, a breakout that we or do a workshop we do called, and we say to communication, there's five important parts, plan, prepare, 
practice, perform, and evaluate. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're looking mostly today at planning your message series. So kind of going back to that one best practice of series are simpler, but how do you do that? Right. How do you plan your communication through the year? So that's what we're looking at today. Okay. Uh, so we'll start with, again, we need one person to drive it. Yeah. So we have a team. We have a message team, right? But we have one person that drives it. And that person is... That's Tom. Me. That's me. <laughs> That's me. Now, in student ministry, did you drive that this past year or did Daniel I do did that? not. Daniel drove the okay. messages and the curriculum last year. Okay. All right. So, I, I mean, this is only going to, I think no matter what, if you want someone to lead something, someone's, you need a leader. You always yeah. need a point person. Yeah. No matter what. You need, you need someone to champion it or it just sort of starts to fall through the cracks because there's so many other things to think about and work on that if someone isn't championing it, it's going to get lost. Right. So that that's my job. Um, that's my burden. That's mm -hmm. interesting. I talk to people about what's your burden for the organization. Yeah. And that's one of the things I feel that's my burden, that I'm supposed to to drive the message plan through the year. Um, so I just I put a couple notes in here. We did this about myself mm -hmm. that makes me drive it. And I don't know if that translates to other places or not, but mm -hmm. um, it might. It might. So the person I drive it because first of all, I'm a I'm a pioneer and creator. If you ever done Standout by Marcus Buckingham, he talks about seven different kind of major traits. I think, and you have one or two of them. I am a pioneer creator, which means I love wide open space and a blank mm -hmm. page. So yeah. that makes it easier for me to do it. Um, hmm. That's. I, I wonder <laughs> if that's unique. Well, I think that scares a lot of people, the blank page. Right. Yeah. It does scare some people. But I'm sure there's people, there's plenty of people like that, though. That love it. Yeah. So there's probably somebody in your church that loves that. So that's where we talked about the team, too, in the last last uh, podcast. That depends. If the pastor wants to be the leader for this, I think he, he should. Yeah, yeah, sure. But that might, but maybe not. Depends on the gifts. Again, right. obviously here, Father Michael is not the lead in that sense. Right. That's my job. He's, he he's, loves when you hand him all the research you've done, the writing you've done, and then he creates from a there. message from that. Exactly. Yeah. And he loves to edit. So we, we're right. working on books. Uh -huh. I, I write it, and I know it's terribly written. Uh -huh. I'm a I always say I've written. But I'm, you're just I'm a getting your ideas books. out. I'm yeah. a terrible writer. I'm lucky, <laughs> I really am. Which, yeah, Jared. But D's. somebody has to have all the ideas, so <laughs> yes. you're, you're just as important. And, and it'll come back to me. We're working on books. He's like, this sentence is terrible. I'm like, I know. I, I know, know it's that's terrible. That's why I gave it to you <laughs> to exactly edit it. it. I knew it was bad. <laughs> the idea's there. I need a writer. Yeah. I can't write. So yeah. anyway. That's great. Um, it's a good partnership. That's is, what he should be saying. <laughs> it, it, it is. I, but I also understand it. Like, I'm giving him like, this is terrible. <laughs> and I know it's terrible. <laughs> And I'm so sorry. I do but apologize. It's probably sometimes. not because you're a terrible writer. It's because you're trying to get your ideas out. Or are you a terrible yeah, writer? Yeah, no, no, no. You're, you're right. You're trying to get you're your right. ideas out. The idea out. is there. And like, I have so many coming. I have yeah. to get to the next one. Before right, right. I'll forget before it, I'll you lose it. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, anyone. Wait, I'm sorry. Tell me who Standout is again. Because I haven't taken that and I'd like to. All right. So, Standout and Strength. Standout's Marcus Buckingham. Okay. And then Strength Finders actually was Gallup, I believe. Okay. And there you have five different ones. And I can't remember, but I remember one time I took the test in the ideation was mine so same idea i love ideas yeah. i want to come up with ideas mm -hmm. so someone to drive that might have those skills maybe not there might be different skills i'm just saying that's what i have and that's what i do here so okay. um so you want one person to drive it did you want to linger on that yeah i was just going to linger for a moment because i'm thinking about i'm i'm none of those things but i really love being part of the message team as well and but I think what I love about it is um, I have a lot of relationships, friendships with people outside of the church. 
unchurched people. And part of, um, I guess my burden is things that I want them to know. And so I love coming into a meeting and saying, I have this friend and you won't believe what they said this weekend. And, and from that can stem an idea for a message series. Like, I think people really need this. I have 10 people in my life that are taking care of their parents, you know, their, their aging parents or something like that. Can we do a series on serving others or, or that kind of thing? And so, um, a lot of my ideas and my burden comes from relationships that I have for people who don't know Jesus. Yeah. That goes back to the team importance. Yeah. Right. That I don't, you're much more out in the community than I am. You know, a lot more people. I feel like I'm more in a church bubble, Yeah, but you know, much more people outside that bubble. So yeah, that's, that's good. And, and having somebody like that on the team or who drives it would be good as well. Right. Um, second one was just say brainstorm topics through the year. So you just kind of talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's some of the things that when I'm brainstorming, and you can add to this, Kelly. Yeah, you sure. Know, one are just ideas that come to my head. Like la- last year we did that power of moments. I forget what we even called it. Do we call it the power of moments? We called it I something. we called it defining defining moments. moments. Yeah. So, but I had thought in my head, we had talked about how just how moments impact us so much. Right. And then Chip and Dan Heath actually came out with a book called The Power of Moments, which was awesome. I, I loved it. Yeah. We used it a little bit for our series, but not a ton. Mm-hmm. But again, just it was an idea. Moments matter. We ought to do a series on right. that. And that was, that was the well, idea. And the thing about brainstorming is we didn't use the book. We could have used the book. We didn't end up using it, but we read it and a lot of ideas came from it. And that's mm-hmm. what brainstorming is. Like right. I've thrown out ideas at meetings that never get used but like it got used to make the next idea which got used to spark the next idea you know what I mean like it leads you somewhere so no matter what the idea is and that's why brainstorming we should back up for a minute and define what brainstorming is because sometimes people don't allow you to brainstorm there's always someone in the meeting who says no 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 that's not going to work if it's truly a brainstorming session, even if you just say, okay, for five minutes, we're going to brainstorm. All ideas are, all ideas right. are good. No ideas get put down. No ideas get poo-pooed before, you know, the end of the five minutes right. and you just go um, and you allow everybody to go. Then those ideas, some of them might seem terrible, like terrible ideas to you. I've been in meetings where I thought they were terrible and I want to say that's a terrible idea, but it's brainstorming. So you let it go. And then that maybe terrible idea might lead to the best idea. Right. And, and again, some of the, and some of that can be in a meeting like you're talking about or just in your own, you know, when you're relaxed and you're running errands or mm-hmm. you're doing, getting a shower or mm-hmm. cooking dinner, whatever, you're relaxed a lot of times when you have the best ideas. Yeah, I'm, ru- those I'm down. running or walking Running, that's a great the point. best ideas. That's the part time of running is you can't write it down. But um, <laughs> That's so true. But when ideas come into your head, this would be a great series. Check that down. Books, whatever you're reading presently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I have not here. I was reading a book, Renovation of the Heart by Dallas Willard. And I thought, man, it'd be great to do a series on feelings. And when we had our meeting this year, that was on the list. We didn't do it. Mm-hmm. But thought, just thought, okay, I th- bet you bet. at some point we will do a series on that. I don't know when, but at some point it'll happen. That's the thing about all these ideas. You know more times, co- you know. Sundays right. keep coming. That's right. <laughs> We're going right. to more Plenty ideas. of time. Yeah. So keeping a list of them is good. Uh, books have impacted you in the past. We did a series this past fall or this past Lent called No Offense. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me that was in, inspired by a book called The Bait of Satan. And that that just impacted that. Other churches, what they're doing. Uh, we look at Life Church, North Point. You know, take titles, ideas. Yeah. 
again, and like you're saying, it just sparks something. It doesn't necessarily right. mean it doesn't mean you're going to copy the whole series. Yeah. or Yeah. That, you know, we did a series when God doesn't make sense, and the title came from Life Church. Right. And I, I had a book, but it wasn't that good. No. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Or it just wasn't like it didn't it help. Just, it didn't. It didn't really help us. It didn't yeah. spark us. Yeah. Yeah. The, the book was fine. We don't yeah. want to put the book down. Yeah. But. <laughs> It was a very good book for like personal reading, but yeah. it didn't translate to a message series. There That's what I should say. All right, good. Well, we won't get sued now. <laughs> uh, I don't think we're gonna get sued anyway. But I just anyway. There's more than one book with that name, so yeah, you don't know which one I'm referring to. Oh, is there more than one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but in any case, yeah, it it just can lead you to the next thing, like you're saying. You know, scriptural pat- passages that are hitting you. It's a series we did, Love Lives. That was great because all there was a theme of love and all those things. So mm-hmm. we kind of did that for the title. Then lectionary, feast days, Ascension, Pentecost, Trinity, Corpus Christi. You know, we did one year. We did a thing called Half Truths, and we kind of not that those are half truths, but we we right, called it right. that. And then we <laughs> talked about how these Catholic teachings answer half truths of our culture, right? And could go from there. So that was a good one. That was that was a good one. All right, let's take a quick break, and um, we'll be right back on the other side of the break to continue talking about planning message series. Is your church looking to take the next step on your journey to rebuilding? Then the Rebuilt Parish Association is the place for you. Join a group of like-minded parishes with the focus on reaching the unchurched in their communities. As a member of the RPA, you will have unlimited access to resources on homilies, small groups, kids and student programs, and much more. And now, as a brand new feature of RPA membership, we are introducing parish visits. Our own rebuilt team will visit your parish and give you practical advice and tips on how to make your local church a staple in your community. Visit our website at rebuiltparishassociation.com to find out more. That's rebuiltparishassociation.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Rebuilt Podcast. Today, Tom and I are talking about the message. And today, um, we are specifically talking about how to plan a message series. And so we said in the first segment that you need one person to drive it, but it is a team approach. So you have a team of people um, who want to brainstorm ideas and plan message series, but there's one person that drives it. Um, also you want to brainstorm topics throughout the year. So it might be books that you are reading. It might be ideas that are just coming into your head when you're running or when you're driving. That's, I also have a lot of ideas when I'm driving, when you just have time to think, that's when you have the most ideas, but start cataloging those ideas throughout the year. And then when the spring rolls around or whatever time of year you want to plan and you get together with your team then you have all these ideas in place. We never go into a meeting with no ideas. We do not go into the meeting with a blank page. <laughs> correct. No, that's correct. So we, we say we have it on here. Spring, set up a meeting with the team. That's when we do it. We do yes. it. We try to do it in April. This year it was late. It was in May. Yeah. Um, we, do a, a, we do a day meeting. We used mm-hmm. to do a two-day meeting. It used to be like a whole drive away. Oh, that's go, right. You guys used to go yeah. to the beach or something. We did. To, uh, but probably, you did more. You we did some more planning beyond yeah, that. Yeah. It was part of a larger meeting. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think you it depends on your process and how long. But, I mean, if you want to start small, if like a two-day meeting sounds like totally overwhelming, that's right. fine. Mm-hmm. You can do it one day. Um, I think we could do it longer. 
We do it in one day, though. Yeah. So anyway. We do it in one day. And this year, um, we started out brainstorming with a questionnaire. And I thought this was great. Where did you get that questionnaire? Is that your own brain? Oh, Tom. You're so smart. <laughs> He's so smart, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so Tom, there was a team of like eight or 10 of us and Tom handed all of us and they were, we were all different ages and genders and we had a 22 year old in the room and we had older people in the room, forties, <laughs> thirties, right? All different ages, and maybe fifties. Yeah. So anyway, um, and we filled out this questionnaire that asked about, um, our own fears, frustrations, stressors and hopes and so it was our own or like people our age people, people we know yeah, yeah. yeah and um and and so like if if you have trouble coming up with ideas just do this you will not have any trouble you know what the fears are for people in your age group for your friends or for yourself or for like for me specifically i thought about my husband because he's more of a timonium tim um and some of his friends that that i think are um you know timonium tims what are their frustrations what are their stressors? What are their hopes? And we just kept coming back to that. We wrote it all down. We had it in front of us, the whole meeting. And we just kept coming back to that. Once we had a bunch of ideas for series down, then we said, well, what what did we write for fears and frustrations? Let's look back at that. Does this match up? Right, right. I it was a really helpful exercise. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I'm glad. No, it was. It was a very helpful exercise. Um, and so it, then from there, the next one. But even I would say the other thing we have as part of our brainstorm is what are things we want to get across? What are our goals for the year ahead right. as a church? Yeah. Um, which I, I don't have here in the notes, but we think about, okay, here are some things we know we need to talk about as a church. So yeah. for example, this year, evangelization's huge. Yeah. Yep. We built this church to with empty seats at optimal times. Now we got to fill it. Yep. So we know evangelization. We got the space huge, for you. Yeah. Yeah. So we knew that needs to be a, a focus for us. You might yeah. think as a church, we need to be focusing on worship or we need to be focusing on small groups or community or whatever it is. And you want to yeah. think about the message series with that in mind too. Might be, so another question you could ask is what does our community need to hear about or right. what do we want to be pushing in the mm-hmm. agenda of the church? Anyway, that wasn't in our notes. Yeah, well, and just on another aside related to that is that we did a message series at the end of this this season, or at the end of last season, I guess you would call it spring. In the spring, in the spring, we did a series. Twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen preaching season. (laughs) Yes, we did a series on um, being a good neighbor, which I thought um, I wanted to do more for that series. I wanted to go deeper. I wanted to challenge people further. But what I came to realize was it was the precursor for an evangelization series. It was like, let's just sprinkle this out. This is easy. Pray for your neighbor. Take a plate of cookies over. Um, And I loved, once I realized that, I loved it. I'm like, oh, that's so great. It's priming them for an evangelization series next year, which will be more challenging. No, I love that too. I love it. it. Again, the message series helps you be more intentional and be able to think again the planning it to be long long term yeah. not just what are we doing this week right? right i yeah and i don't tend to think long term um all the time i'm thinking like let's make this really good right now right. you know um and so but i just i i love that there are people that think long term and have that in mind so another thing that we do at this meeting is we start to fill in our calendar for the year and so you know, there's obviously all sorts of things that are happening throughout the year. There's Christmas, there's Thanksgiving, there's back to school, and you start to think about those seasons as well, which helps you fill in your calendar. Yeah, and so we've kind of alluded to this in the last two 
the last podcast as well. That so for us, the, there's really three seasons we really have: fall, spring, and summer. Mm-hmm. So our fall semester, spring semester, and kind of summer semester might be the other way to put it. So yeah. fall, we usually have three series. Mm-hmm. One year we did four. That was that was tough. Yeah. Three is about the right rhythm. Mm -hmm. For us, again, that begins the weekend after Labor Day here in the United States and goes to Christmas, basically. And and that's, we have a, lack of a better word, fall launch, what we call, Mm -hmm. then a mid-fall series. (laughs) That's really lack of a better word. And of course, our Advent series. So that's going to be the fall. And then the spring, we're going to have a New Year's series. Now, depending upon where Lent falls, it might go right from a New Year's series to Lent. Mm-hmm. There might be a series in the middle Which there. we usually do, like relationship or love. We kind of connect it to Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Yeah, kind of loosely connected there, family. And then Lent, again, then Easter, then the one we creatively call post-Easter. <laughs> so creative. <laughs> That's because I've, I've labeled them. Yeah, well, I have no just... creativity at all. Well, it just, it just indicates the timing of... We're, we're talking about filling in the calendar. That's part of the calendar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, so that's the next part. Anything else do you think we need to add to that? Yeah, I mean, I would just say that there is a particular feel to each of those that really relates, a, a, a particular feel that relates to that season. So when we do the fall launch, it's we think about what people are experiencing. You know, they're getting back to being overscheduled they're busy, their kids are in school and sports. And we think about what that means. So one year we did breathing room, which, you know, right. uh, speaks to the overscheduledness. Yeah, I think this year we're doing for this, this fall is kind of about being enough. And that's going to yeah. be kind of the same idea. People are overwhelmed yeah. and back to the rat race in right. September. Yeah. And so, and then mid fall just, and the look is usually we try to match up the look with that time of year. If, if you do a look for your series, um, and so, yeah, I would just say that they, they tend to, we, we, we do try to, Kelly Caddick is really good at this. She's our um, communications and marketing director. She's really good at knowing kind of what's going on in the life of, of families. And mm-hmm. she'll bring that up in a message meeting and say, well, people are really thinking about this this right. month. It and goes back to the team aspect too. Yeah. Yep. She's always really good at that. We'll be plugging away at some idea and she'll say, well, wait a minute. I think there's a Ravens game or, you know, or something. She'll remind us something that's going on that, that we need to consider. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, the next thing that we can do, um, to plan a message series is to write a series summary. That's always really helpful. <laughs> yeah. So, again, this crowd goes back, to, at least in our case, this is what I do, of mm-hmm. the person who's driving it. Yeah. And, again, someone who likes a blank page, although it's not quite blank because the way we do it is, again, we're taking the topic and now the kind of rubber meets the road. How does this topic interact with the lectionary readings? Right. And uh, We should say that we come out of that spring meeting with seven message series in the in the season that we want them yes yeah, so we've planned that out so that's the yeah. end we so don't you have leave... a topic that you know has to fill six weeks in right in the fall exactly so uh we come out we yeah, we have the whole calendar we know what we're practicing each each week what yeah. series we're going to do right and then okay now the the you know this series called important enough that we're doing for september mm-hmm. it, it's going to run from i think it's september 9th through October 7th or something like that. Yeah. I'm making that somewhat close. I'm, but, yeah. you know, first weekend in October. And, okay, now how are they going to flow? How are they connected right. to the lectionary? Yeah. What readings are we going to use? Now, mm-hmm. we always, we usually only use one reading. Uh, if we don't use the gospel, Mike, Father Michael will bring that in somehow 
he thinks that's very important yeah. to make a part of it. But mm-hmm. um, it's it's kind of like how are the weeks going? How are they connected to one another? And I think I kind of have in the notes here, there's two approaches, I think, to a different series. Yeah, I think this is important to note. Okay. So one is a series flows week to week and builds upon each other. Yeah. So in our neighbor series. Those the, are my favorite. Yeah, I, I like It's not too. always possible, but I like those better. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, so like our neighbor series, the action steps I thought were really good as far as flowing. Yeah. Yes. First week, pray for your neighbors. Because, okay, Anyone can do that. Come on. Right. Yeah. There's nothing out of my comfort. I mean, just pray for your neighbors. No one has to know about it. You don't need to talk to anybody. You don't have to say it out loud. Right. Nothing. Then we said, get to know their name. You know, just, okay, a little, a little bit. All right. Little next step. I got to go. It's still not that hard. You can. Yeah. You can say hello to someone and introduce yourself. Right. Well, for some people, it's harder than others. That's true. Uh, I understand. <laughs> and then third, okay, invite a few people over for a meal or some food or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now that's definitely outside your comfort zone. Yeah. So, you know, and then the last week just kind of wrapped it up in kind of a vision casting kind of thing. Yeah. You know, uh, I like the way this is, this Enough series is going. So that's it's our gonna, fall series on yeah. being enough. And I don't right? want to give away too much. Actually, okay. I have it in the notes, but now I'm thinking. Oh, People should have to listen to it. Cause I, but I like, I, I like, I think a, a lot of times though, when, when you introduce mm-hmm. a, a series like this and it builds on each other, yeah. the first week should just be like an introduction. Yeah. Like, here's this big problem. Yeah. What's and the solution? Yeah. Come back to find out. Yep. And we're going to walk through this. Yeah. But in the meantime, listen to God first, or yeah. here's a little baby step. Gonna... Yeah. And that's going back to the what do we want them to know and do. It might be the only thing we want you to do is commit to coming back next week because we have mm-hmm. so much more to say about this. Right. Or just pray about this topic yeah. this week. Yeah. In your drive to, to work. Right. Or ask yourself this question. Or right. It's just easy. Easy, it's easy, easy. Yeah. easy. Yeah. Right. But it, it's it's priming the pump, mm-hmm. as you said earlier, to go deeper. Right. For what's coming to build upon. Okay. So what is the second approach? So second, I call them umbrella series. I don't know where I got this term. I think I made this one up too, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's an overall topic and we're going to touch on different things. Like yeah. it's a truth or a principle and then different ideas. So again, margin, we need margin in our lives. So how do you have margin in your finances? How do you have margin in your time? How do you have moral margin? Those are examples. Life right. apps, you know, mm. that was uh, a great series. Life apps. That, that that was a good one. You know, when God doesn't make sense, we kind of go back to that mm-hmm. one. Okay, they didn't lead this one to this one, right. this one. It's just like, okay, God doesn't make sense sometimes over here, and right. God doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know, suffering doesn't make sense sometimes. Right. And why does God say no? That doesn't make sense. And you just kind of... Yeah. And so sometimes it's necessary. I mean, it's, it's really how we talk to students, because there's so much you want to say to students, that sometimes it just has to all fit on, in an umbrella series. So it's so, okay. Yeah. We just, I just prefer the Yeah, I like the the, I like that better too. Yeah. You know. It seems a little more impactful, maybe. Yeah, yeah it seems yes. Or yeah. like it's going somewhere. Yeah. Okay, so once we have this this series summary written, we have we have we have all our ideas, we have a summary written a, a week to week. What do we want them to know? What do we want them to do? That's always part of the summary. What's next for planning? Then we get the you gotta write it. You gotta you write know? the so message. And this kinda goes into And you write it out there. like word for word? So again, right now I write a rough, rough draft mm-hmm. that because Father Michael does not like a blank page that works for us. You again, don't have you don't hand him an outline. You hand him a it's, written. It's message. written out, mm-hmm. uh, okay. and sometimes yeah, and and then Michael's going to do with it what he wants to do with it. So I would. So this does get in a little bit of preparation. So a couple of things to just say with that is start with the scripture. Um, 
and kind of going back, you need to find the burden there. What is the scripture telling you that you want to say? Um, That's what, that was my biggest mistake when I started giving messages is I did not start with the scripture because I like to tell stories and I have a story for every topic under the umbrella. Um, and I didn't start with scripture and then I'd be struggling right. and I'd have to, I'd go back if I would go back and look at the uh, pick scripture first, if I were picking one or take the scripture that I was to be speaking about and start there studying it, my messages were so much better and the writing came so much easier. I agree. I remember one, I remember one time struggling over a message for a couple of days and I went back to the scripture and then I took a 15 minute walk after I studied the scripture for a little while and the message was written in my head when I got back in 15 minutes and I'd spent days on it. Yeah. Well, and that, that was part of your process too. Yeah. Then look for, I, I didn't. Tom's nodding because he was, oh, he was telling me that. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> no, go ahead. fine. Uh, look for real ways the message will intersect with people. Then you want to be like looking for examples and that kind of thing. Um, and I just kind of have every message for me. This is my template. I don't know what your template it would be, but as introduction, the scripture, application. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my simple. Here's what every message is going to have an introduction. It's going to then dive into the, the the body of scripture to kind of look like, and hopefully the introduction sets up the scripture. Why do I care what the scripture says? Right. Why should I listen to you? Right. Talking. <laughs> right. A little bit, too. Bring people into a common experience. We all have this. And then application. Okay, therefore what? We've learned. That's mine. Do you have a template in your head? No, um, I do have a template in my head. And it's similar. It's just, it's what you're saying. It's just a little more detail. But it's, you know, we're going to talk about resources next. But Andy Stanley's book, Communicating for a Change, is the template that I use. So, And we use it to write small group questions. And I use it for any messages I write. But the first thing... So I was going to say, what is that template? Yeah. Well, now I'm trying to remember. Dang. Um, I kind of remember it. Well, the first thing is to, I think, establish common ground. Right. So so however you do that. Yeah. I. Or yeah, me. Right. Isn't it me? Me. See, I don't don't know the me, we thing. I think it's me, we, God, you, You, us. We. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So it just means. We, us. Yeah. 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 Okay, so now we've confused everybody with those <laughs> words. But Andy's book, Communicating for a Change, is really good. Um, but he starts with a common ground. Like, I have this problem, and I, here's my story about this problem. And I think you've probably had this problem, too. It's like something that everyone has in common. Like, we right. all worry, you know, um, or some, something yeah. we all have in common. Right, or a question we've all asked. Yeah, then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then you move on to, okay, well what does God say about this problem? And that's your scripture part. Like, so what does God have to say about this? And you offer your scripture teaching there. And then you go into, okay, well, what are we going to do yeah, about this right, now? Yeah. And so that's the application. That's the we part. What are we going to do about this together? Because we're all in this together. We all have this problem. We all have this question. Yeah. And then you, here's what you can do this week. So I think that's what it is. It's oh, the yeah, me, yeah, yeah. we, God, we, you. You. Okay. So, but there again, you go. That, that does segue into this last part we yeah. want to wrap up here was mm-hmm. here's some resources. So Rebuilding Your Message. Sorry, I'll plug my own book. Well, yeah, I'll it's a great there. book. <laughs> I still reference that book all the time. Okay, oh, good. Uh, Rebuilt Parish Association. So again, we have our messages there. You mm-hmm. know, one of the things for me, we talk about planning message series and all that's a lot of work. And yeah. it is. And it's it gets easier as you keep doing it. But one of the things we've done is try to make it easier for you. So if you go to rebuiltparish.com, or go to the rebuild, and then you can click on the Rebuild Parish Association, join the association, and we will give you the message series we yeah. have done, mm-hmm. and it gives you just a good starting point to just make this happen. Yeah, 
You can see Tom's writing up close <laughs> with the book and with messages. Uh, and then communicating for change by Annie Stanley. You mentioned that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I've just, I don't know, have you ever heard of preaching for life change by Rick Warren? Have I you have. You gave it to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I think you gave me a series of discs. It's CDs. CDs. These are CDs. CDs. Yeah. yeah. So it's not okay. a book. It's a, it's a CD. So I would really, that yeah. was very foundational for yeah. us too. Great resource. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. Um, thank you, Tom. This has been fun. And next time we're going to talk about music, right? Music. Yeah, we'll come. We'll come back and, and take a break here and wrap yep. it up, though. Okay, we'll be right back. Want to learn more about the church that started the rebuilt movement? You can find even more content by following Father Michael on Twitter at Nativity Pastor and check out the pastor's blog at nativitypastor.tv. There, you will gain exclusive access to insider information about everything happening behind the scenes at Church of the Nativity and get helpful tips about parish life. Again, follow Father Michael on Twitter at Nativity Pastor and subscribe to his blog at nativitypastor.tv. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Rebuilt Podcast. We're wrapping up today talking about messages and how to plan a message series. We've given you some great ways to do that, and I'm going to recap those real quick for you. You need to get a team together. You need a team of people that can create and come up with ideas, but you definitely need one person to drive that. Secondly, brainstorm, to brainstorm topics throughout the year. So keep track. Keep a notebook. Write down ideas that you have throughout the year, ideas you see other churches doing, um, podcasts you listen to, books that you're reading. Use the lectionary. Write down your ideas so you don't forget them. And then you take all those ideas and your team and you have an offsite meeting in the spring or um, whenever, whenever it's convenient for you or your calendar, or how your church operates. We operate in three semesters. Um, and so that's our next advice for you is to, to sort of fill in your calendar um, in regards to these three semesters. We operate fall, spring, and summer. And that's how we plan. We plan it kind of like a school year. So we start to plan in the spring. And um, we are planning in the spring for our summer series the following year. We plan out the entire year of message series. So after you come out of that off-site meeting and you've filled in that calendar, that one person um, can write a series summary or an outline for the series. And then finally write a specific message and, and uh, get started on doing that. Start with scripture. Look for real ways that the message is, is relevant to people and um, find a format that works for you. And we've given you some resources to do that. So thanks for joining us today. And we will see you again in October. Tom, do you want to pray us out today? Sure. Uh, Father, we just thank you for, again, the opportunity to speak to, for the, you send your word, your son Jesus, into our, our lives, into our world. So God, we pray that we would be more effective in proclaiming the gospel, proclaiming the good news. Help us to be better at planning our, our topics, our conversations, so that we can draw people into a relationship with your Son. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.